welcome to Stop Wasting Your Wine, a wine review podcast where we waste our wine so you don't have to. In this episode, we review a red wine from Italy. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Of course, I'm joined by two of the snappiest dressers I've ever known in my entire life, Colin and Aaron. <laughs> Colin and Aaron, I wish looking that was fantastic. True. <laughs> yeah, funny you say that because my wardrobe is entirely made up of black V's and different colored shorts. So I don't know if I can necessarily agree with you on snappy dresser. It's the but... different colored shorts, though. It adds that pizzazz, <laughs> you know? I've been alive for 37 years, and I can't honestly That's say right. I've ever owned a pair of pants that were the right length. Mm. Wow. It's just, it's, I mean, that's it's not a even that hard. It's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, they don't make pants for short people, so yeah, it's, Ooh, it's you have to wow. cuff them or you got to tailor. You're my height. <laughs> we we are all <laughs> very similar in height, except Joel's kind of weirdly tall. Yeah, Joel's much taller than this. Yeah, he's much taller. Yeah, than well, but he carries you, himself like true. someone my height. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, you're a little bit. Are you saying I carry myself in a poor way? Careful, guys. We came out of the gates so spicy on this one. I don't know what has gotten into you guys. I just missed you guys. We haven't recorded in a couple weeks. My lord, that's true. Yeah, it's nice to see you guys. All right, so like we mentioned up top, today we are drinking a red wine from Italy. Aaron, how about some more detail on the wine we're drinking today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is an Italian wine. So as a proud Italian myself, I'm going to go ahead and butcher the producer's name, which is Ranieri. Mm -hmm. This is a red blend from the region of Tuscany. 14% alcohol by volume. And we got it from Total Wine at a price of sixteen ninety nine. But you know, as a quick side note, uh, thinking about this, a lot of times these bottles have the wines that make up the blend listed on them, and, and this does not. So I have no idea what we're drinking besides it being red. So I've like I don't know, Colin. Like what? What do we? Do you know anything about this? Colin? What Colin. are we drinking? Is this blood? Like what is? What do we have here? Like. No, it, it's wine. Um, I had the uh, Stop Wasting Your Wine Research Department actually look this up. Okay. And uh, this is- You asked Jeeves? Yeah. No, <laughs> you asked Jeeves. Wow. That's a throwback. <laughs> um, but uh, a mixture of uh, Sangiovese, Merlot, and Cabernet. Delightful. Yes, it should be. All right. Excellent. Now, as as another aside, which is really important, and, and I'm sure this is one of the game changers because we have bought wines in the past that have won awards- you know, that was hit or miss. But I think the thing that's going to be different this time is in front of this wine, when I bought it at Total Wine, there was a great little sticker that said that this wine was recommended by an employee named Paul and even had his picture, Ooh. which, you know, great. So if we love this wine, like I can literally go find him. And if we don't like this wine, you know, I know what he looks like. So but this I don't, is Paul's it's pick. It's like a weird, yeah, this is a, a Paul's this pick. Is a, you know, a, I've heard, I've heard Paul gets it. I've heard Paul gets it, so this should be a good one. Look, if this is like a knock-your-socks-off wine, like, next time I go to Total Wine, I'm going to be searching for Paul picks. Like, yeah. yeah. But if it sucks, we're going to go find Paul and, and tell him he wasted our wine, man. He wasted our wine. And you know what's going to be funny? Paul's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about, because they just pretty much put those up there for marketing purposes. Paul's not a real person. Uh, he's like an A. Yeah, he's Paul's like not it. I developed, like, employee. <laughs> Paul I likes Paul. <laughs> Paul likes Renary. I am Paul. I love it. 
We're all, all bald. All right, well. Really. We are. I am bald. <laughs> all right. Love it. Little, any day I could slip a little uh, I am Spartacus line into a, a podcast. That's a good day. All right, so before we dive into to Paul's pick here, let's learn something together, guys, shall we? Do it. If we must. This is <laughs> the only thing you will learn. Aaron, I appreciate your excitement for my segment. I mean, it really it makes me feel good that you're excited to hear what I have to say. Look, so, man, I'm like know, auditing I a class on this podcast. The amount of information that I've had to consume and learn and just like discovered I'm a, I'm a total moron and it comes to this field is, is unnerving for me. What am I going to learn today, Colin? I hope not to bore you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this week, we I'm going to wrap up our discussion on wine structure. We were going to do that last week, but we we did a little bit of celebrating instead So and talked about some bubbly. So this week, I just want to put a little bow on the entire discussion and talk a little bit about balance. Can you guys, what do you guys think about balance when you hear the term balance in association with wine? Seesaw. Oh, in association with wine. Aaron? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take this one for once. Thinking back to what we've learned so far, I'm thinking about like how all the different structures actually work together, right? So a lot of times I'm actually thinking now with balance when we had the episode where you talked about like alcohol and actually tasting the alcohol versus the alcohol content working with the other flavors. Um, that's one of the first things I'm looking for. Man, that I am so proud of you, Aaron. I mean, that is that is yeah. a great answer. That is oh. you absolutely nailed it. Because that that's what balance is. It's when the the structural components in a wine work together, and that what makes a balanced wine. Joel, do you have something? Well, I just had a realization that I might be becoming the least wine literate person on this podcast, and I'm a little worried. Gotta keep up, man. Sometimes I know you think I'm sleeping, but I'm listening. I got to go get a book or something. I've just been drinking the wine and hanging out. Have you you've been like studying? <laughs> I feel deeply uncomfortable with how stupid I've been in some of these episodes. So I'm going to move mm. on up the ladder. I'm chasing. <laughs> no, that was chasing you, man. Let's go. Oh boy. Okay. It's on. That was a, that was a great answer. So balance also takes into consideration flavor. Cause if you think about structural components, you don't want a wine that's just structural components without flavor. Or if you have a bold tasting wine, you want the structural components to to match the boldness of the flavor. So it's really when a wine is really in harmony between all of its components, flavor and structural. So you can have, when it comes to structure, you can have too much of one component. You know, like Aaron said, you could have too much alcohol. You could have too much acid. You could also have not enough of one component. So you could be lacking on the acid, could have not enough tannin, and it can feel weird in your mouth. So what you're really looking for is just a complete wine. Um, and I just wanted to mention that we only really scratch the surface on all of these structural components. And there's really rabbit holes you can go down for each of them, uh, which I encourage you to do if you find this stuff interesting. Uh, we really only touched on the stuff, the basic stuff that you need to know to enjoy wine more. But I mean, you could you could write or read a book on each individual topic. The, the holes go deep. So Yeah. That's kind of like what we set out to do though, right? And I, I think the way that, that you've laid it out in the last couple of weeks is pretty awesome. Colin, you introduced the individual pieces and then today kind of wrapped it up with putting it all together in a way. So I think that's great. And, you know, if you haven't listened to the last couple of podcasts, go back, you know, check those out. And then this one I think is a really nice little bow just to uh, really the foundational, how to drink and, and enjoy and know what you're drinking when you, you try a wine. You too can sound less and less dumb 
with each episode. Aaron, you and I are like the the living proof that this this podcast does what it's supposed to do. So far, although we are about to go into the next segment where I lose Double. all credibility. So, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> all right, let's. But let me just add one more thing. Yeah, um, and I think beyond just sounding less dumb, what it, really, if you take all of this together and really start to notice the different structural components and really start to notice the flavor, you really have an advantage when it comes to buying wine because you understand better what you like. You know, it's not about what we like. We might like wine or not, but that doesn't really matter. It's about how you experience the wine, what you like, what structural components work for you. And I think that's what really uh, I hope that you took away from the last couple of weeks. All right. Well, let's take everything we learned and let's try this wine. Tastes like wine. Let's go ahead and start enjoying as we always do. Let's uh, give it a swirl and see what we're getting on the nose. Hey, Barry, you want to kick us off? Do I want to kick us off? Why not? If I'm the first one to say something, the odds of it being wrong or already said are pretty low. I was, this is a, a pretty strong smelling wine. I'm almost getting like a like a potpourri aspect. Is that is that insane? Aromatic. Almost just like, like super very floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a little. I mean, I mean, I, I think that might be more like Italian spice. Like, uh, well, it, and, like, you know, in an Italian family, potpourri is an Italian spice, dude. Come on, we just put it on everything. No, I'm you're right. starting to really, really wonder if you're actually Italian. Because uh, 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 everything you're saying is just <laughs> so unbelievable. I, You know what, though? I uh, I think, I, you know, I get what you're saying. I don't know if I would call it floral. I definitely, I'm getting like a lot of dark fruits, a lot of like stone fruit kind of stuff. Not, not stone fruit, but dark fruit coming through. So fruity, maybe, is what I'm getting, but... At the core of it, super aromatic, I would say. Like, there's a lot to a lot to pick apart when smelling this one. Yeah, it's got a good smell to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit going on there. I'm getting a little black cherry for sure. A little funky horsiness. Maybe it's like hay to me. Like mm-hmm. kind of like that. If if you can transport yourself to a, a, f- a farm, and then maybe a little like strawberry, but just like a little bit. It's not. Mm. There's not a ton going on, but there's also like some different levels like it's not just fruit. not a strawberry stuff farm going. but the yeah. farmer might be eating a strawberry at the farm kind of situation yeah, going sure. on okay someone spilled a box of, of strawberries in the field that's that's a that's a deep note uh <laughs> we'll we'll mark that one <laughs> that's where you get that I trying to be part of the conversation. I realize I'm falling back down the no, line. No, I think what I think no, I think what you're getting at is uh, stick with me here. I'm going to throw a little lifeline here because I don't disagree. Like if you were to take a a crate of strawberries, throw it on the ground. That's sort of what you know, sort of what I'm smelling here, and I mean that in a, in I a don't, good way. I'm not even saying that negatively. <laughs> Yeah, I also don't disagree. It's just <laughs> you told a complete story for uh, for cherries. Yeah, and it took us a while to get there. Strawberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love I mean, it though. Telling it's, a story, it's how you win over the people, man. People love a good story. You know that how else you win over the people? We move on with the segment. Let's go ahead and drink the wine <laughs> and see Let's see what we're getting. Okay, I'm getting something a little interesting, but I wanna I want you guys to go first and see if I'm crazy or not. We'll start with you, Colin, this time. 
Okay, yeah, and think about um, structural components too. Mm-hmm. I know that we're kind of done wrapping that all up. Um, I know for me, like tannin plays a big part in this wine. You can really feel how grippy it is around the gums. Like it's pretty, pretty intensely grippy, but it's not. It's nice. It's not like scratchy mm-hmm. per se. It just kind of, kind of gives your gums a nice warm hug. Some nice acid to balance that tannin, which, which I like a lot. And then as far as flavor is concerned. Uh, pretty much what you got on the nose with the the strawberry and the black cherry definitely get some of that horsiness in here too. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. Nice. Aaron, anything to add? I mean, maybe uh, you can uh, help me out with what part of the structure this is. But one thing I noticed is it has, you know, a really solid taste right off the start. You got the tannin; it's it, you feel in your mouth. But then there's like there's no aftertaste. And and I'm thinking back to a, a couple of the other dark wines that uh, reds that we had earlier in the season that really hung around and this one does not like it clears out as soon as you're done yeah that's not that's not structure really that's just like the the flavor components and how the wine's made um that's just kind of how the flavors interact with the palate but i would totally agree it's like you get a big hit of flavor up front and then it kind of tails off into like almost like a watery aftertaste there's really not much aftertaste there you almost notice the structure more than the flavor because the tannins are so grippy. Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting because the balance isn't bad, right? Like I, I'm not, I, I no. don't feel like the alcohol no. is overbearing or the tannin is like, mm. like everything kind of works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I would say the, the flavor profile is a little bit lacking only because it does like there, there's no real follow through on the flavor. So that would be a ding that I would put against this wine because it's just, you know, you want a wine that you can taste for a while afterwards. Uh, and this definitely does not do that. Well, okay. So I want to just kind of thinking back in, in the balance situation. What's funny is I'm going through my list here and to me, everything is super in the middle. Like, like kind of like what we're saying, I agree with you guys, middle of the road, Colin, you might've said a little bit heavier tannin. To me, it's like, it's kind of like a middle of the road, middle acidity. Yeah. But the one thing that's kind of skewed on the spectrum to me is is the the dryness it's it's really really dry like that's the thing that sticks out to me as well um and here's the thing i uh, was enjoying listening to you guys because you were you you mentioned something that i was thinking which is yeah you know it you drink it and it's gone pretty quickly it doesn't really hang around but is anybody else getting and i'm not equating the wine in any way shape or form to you know an herbal drink like a uh you know Jaeger or Meister or something like that but I almost have that feeling on my tongue after that you do when you have something super medicinal or herbal like that anybody else getting anything like that or is that just me I mean I don't totally disagree there's definitely but again I think that's part of the flavor profile it's I think it's that kind of Italian seasoning Italian seasoning blend uh, flavor that you get in there I think that's really what you're experiencing there. Uh, so I don't get a lot of tannin sense. on the mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of tannin on the tongue. So there's not a ton of structure there, but you can really even on the back of the palate, you really get that Italian yeah seasoning vibe going on. That's but and it's not it's really it's actually a really enjoyable. I agree. Agree. Okay. Awesome. Well, we've tried it, got some good notes. Let's go ahead and roll into our review. Yeah. But did they like it? It's time for the review. All right, so it's the time. Let's go through, share your review. Let me know if you're putting this in 
the coveted wine fridge, if you're putting this on the table to share with friends, if you're putting this in the closet for a rainy day, or if you're pouring this down the drain. I'm going to go to you, Aaron. Kick us off. You know, I want to trust Paul. I wanted to trust Paul. He seemed like a great guy. The picture made him <laughs> seem like a very computer algorithmic, trustworthy fellow. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I, I I love a good uh, you know dry red. Uh, you said this is very dry. Colin, what's the what's the most dry in your dry spectrum? Dry, dry, <laughs> dry. Yeah, there. I mean, there, I guess technically there's bone dry, but nobody oh, really bone dry is badass. I mean, why don't people use that? We should use that all the time. My God. Um, Yeah, it does. It's not really helpful. I mean, dry, everybody understands what dry wine is. That's like an actual wine term, Colin. Bone dry. Bone dry. Wow. Yeah. Strange. Okay. Love it. Um, But yeah, but you know what? It's, I'll say this. It's, it's a, it seems like an okay dry red. Nothing about it that I, that I dislike. The, the fact that the taste doesn't hang around, it's just like, there's not a lot of taste to it. Like it has this big aromatic aspect to it. There's like an immediate taste and it disappears. It's probably a good wine for like herring, like, you know, that you can bring around. One thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in Jersey where I am, a lot of restaurants, especially Italian restaurants, are BYOB. So you bring in your own, you know, bottle of, of wine with you. Like this might be a good bottle to grab to like pair with pizza or pasta or something like that, knowing that it's not going to break the bank, but it's also not going to have a flavor that's going to overpower what you're eating all that being said uh and I, I think this is a good like backup wine I, i'm not i don't think this is a wine that i'm gonna put on the kitchen table to like show off to people for 16.99 it might be something that i just have around but not something i'm gonna necessarily bring to a party with me call it yeah i would agree i think i think aaron hit it on the head with the food wine thing but it's definitely not something that i'd want to sip by itself. I mean, it's not bad by uh-huh. any stretch of the imagination, but it's just, you know, the the finish is a little bit off for me. It's just not really my kind of wine per se, but I could see somebody liking this quite a bit. But for me, it's it's a closet wine. You know, Colin, like sometimes, you know, we're going to have wines on the show that we're going to get for $16.99, $19.99, and we're going to be really excited about, and they're going to feel like a $40 bottle of wine. And it's going to be like, this is a great deal to bring something that people are really going to like. This is a this feels like a sixteen ninety nine bottle of wine. I agree. Yeah. No, I think it's 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 it is what it is. Kind of does what it does. Uh, nothing special, but it's not terrible either. I'd probably pay about sixteen ninety nine for this bottle of wine. Joel, guys, I am torn on this one because, like we've been saying, this wine very dry, very dry. But while maybe it doesn't really stand out in other ways, I love a dry wine. So personally. This is this is probably a wine that I would want to open up and and drink, but I'm going to agree with you guys just kind of in general that this maybe is a closet wine because although this wine is dry AF and I'm into it. <laughs> Recently 21-year-olds are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that how they say it? Uh I might be off by yeah, a decade no, at this point. I'm old. Right on. But I'm going to tell you this. I like to find, you know, I like to find little nuances between our our rating system. This is going to be up front in that closet because the first time that I'm having greasy pizza on a Friday night, I'm pulling this bad boy out because I think this would go just so well with, you know, a big old, big old pizza pie. So it's a pizza uh, wine going in the closet. It's a pizza 
wine. It it's a pizza 100%. wine. Absolutely. Pizza wine. Absolutely. That's it. So it, 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 you know, enjoy it. Going in the closet. Pizza wine. Saving it for a, a rainy pizza day. All right. So some some interesting, you know, a little bit uh, uh, over the board here, a little bit across the board. So we do have to answer the final question here, guys, which is, is this in vitro Ranieri red blend, super Paul Tuscan pick. red blend, uh, Paul's pick, a waste of our wine? Aaron? Uh, I'm not going to go as far to say Paul led me wrong. Like, I think the price point saves it. I don't think it's a waste of wine for $16.99. I think it's a closet wine. If I had to reach, you know, and, and grab something and I found this bottle, I wouldn't be like, oh, shit. So it's not, it's not a waste of my wine. It's, it's not going to be, you know, out on the kitchen table, but it's not a waste. It's a, it's a decent wine for the price point. Colin. Yeah. Again, totally agree. Like, I think you guys nailed it when you said it would be a, a great food wine. It's definitely not a sipper if you're not drinking or eating Italian food. So this would be in my closet for, like Joel mentioned, a pizza night. I think, I mean, that's, this, this is, this is like pizza wine as good as it gets, so. I am going to agree with you guys that this is not a waste of your wine. I, I think I'm a little bit more vehemently not a waste of your wine because I really, you know, I really do enjoy it. And like you guys said, for 16, was it sixteen ninety nine? Really, I think the, the value, value is there. For sure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 100%. So it's yep. official, folks. Uh, not a waste of your wine. Uh, thank you so much for going with us on this week's wine review journey of the In Vitro Ranieri Super Tuscan. Hey, Colin, if folks listening to this podcast want to interact with us and reach out and be a part of the Stop Wasting Your Wine community, how can they, uh, how can they do that? Great question, Joel. Uh, they could find us on our website at stopwastingyourwine.com where we have all of our episodes and a little bit about the rating system and lovely pictures of the three of us. Oh, um, and you can lovely. Yeah, oh, they are some nice pictures. Uh, if you you want to see some great pictures, head on over to the website. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at stopwastingyourwine, and it would be we'd really appreciate if you could leave us a review, hopefully a good review, on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next week. Hope you enjoyed it, and as always, stop wasting your wine. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Bye.